Hello and welcome to Blades Pod. My name is Ben. It is Wednesday, the 11th of August. It's the first podcast of a new season. And joining me as always, it is Andrew. How's it going, pal? I'm not, well, I'm a bit ropey because I bumped into John of Four Blades last night and he insisted on buying me some drinks. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, cheers for that, John. Uh, but yeah, I'm all right, mate. How are you? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. Yeah, this podcast coming in slightly later than intended due to some uh, uh, family matters, shall we say, but everything's uh, everything's going well at the moment. So we are here now. We have Both of us have attended both games. We're among the, mm. the privileged 6,000 to see Michael <laughs> Verips keep a clean sheet last night. Oh, what, a player. What, what a moment. That was definitely the, the headline from that game. Um, uh, yeah. we'll, uh, we'll get to the Carlisle Cup game later on in the podcast. Uh, unfortunately, the season started a few days before that. Didn't start the way that uh, any United fan was hoping it would. No. I will say I wasn't totally surprised the way it went. It was, of course, a 1-0 defeat to Birmingham City. Do you want to give me your overall impressions from the game itself? Yeah, it were, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. It was poor, it were poor performance. If that had come halfway through the season, for instance, you'd be saying that were a, a, a bad performance. Like you, I'm not that stunned. Um, I was sort of debating, if you like, on, S, on the S2 forum with people who, understandably, I think there are concerns. I'm, I'm certainly not sort of saying everything's unkidore. My argument is that I don't think the team that started against Birmingham, I think it'll be vastly different to the one that ends the season. And I think we're going to evolve as we go. And like you, I was not surprised really by that sort of slow start for a number of reasons. Yeah, hashtag slow start. Yeah, it was, uh, it was very much the the buzz phrase about Jukanovic, as we I think we yeah. talked about it about five or and six times. And with the preseason on top of that, and the fact that some players we know are notoriously so slow starters, such mm. as Flex. <laughs> You know, we're, we're never, even under Wilder, we've very rarely got off to a good start. Certainly not in the Championship and League One. No, that's true. Um, what, where to start with this? I, I, do you know what? I, I didn't think it was that bad a performance. I think it was like a, I don't know, I give it like a five out of ten or something like that. I, yeah. I'm probably allowing a bit from my expectations were not super high in terms of like, I really didn't expect us to come out and, you know, just completely dominate the game yeah. and create loads of chances. But I, you know, I take some encouragement in, I guess there's encouragement and also worry in the fact that we clearly are trying to implement a whole new way of playing, which is a yeah. quite a grand departure from what we've done for at least two seasons. Um, yes, yeah, 75% possession. We were very willing to shoot, I'll say. I think we had 16 shots, which we probably only did maybe twice last season. I mentioned the exact same at the, at the game, actually. It's quite... Bizarre, not bizarre, but it would it would novel seeing people take so many pot shots, which is something we've not seen obviously under Wilder. For that's 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 the tactics we played. Yeah, lots and lots of possession, lots of shots, very few actual chances. That's the that's mm. a big criticism. Uh, yeah. And yeah, Birmingham kind of they, they, they exploited the left hand side of our defence. I think particularly yeah. in the air, which is Osborne and Jack Robinson. That's a disturbingly short half of a defence, isn't it? And this is why I'm not going to go too overboard, but I will also criticise the performance. Yeah. If Jack Robinson and Osborne are still in the first team in those positions by December, I think we've got a problem. I don't think they will be. I agree with both parts of that statement, very much so. Um, so we we, start, we played a, a back four as we'd uh, umdenard ourselves over. Mm. Um as I say, uh, Osborne at left back. I, I liked this in theory because um, mm. I, I figured we would have quite a lot of possession. And you know, if you uh, basically, if you're if you're asking somebody to play left back rather than left wing, you kind of want them to be able to get up the pitch as yeah. well, rather than playing as an out and out wing back. And I would have thought that Osborne was quite well suited to that. But yeah, he uh, he was really exposed for the goal when he just. Uh, not the greatest cross in the world from the um, the far side. And, yeah, Colan, no. I think it is, got a... It were a poor goal. I mean, every goal's a poor goal when you're, when you're going <laughs> on the receiving end of it. But I think Bollock should have closed down a little bit quicker. Osborne, he didn't really have a chance in terms of winning. You know, he got himself into that position. And they exploited him a couple of times uh, down that side. And that, that um, yeah, I won't even say it's food for, food, yeah, food for thought. I think it's... Uh, 
Uh, yeah, he's not a left back. He's, I'd have played him because I like his energy, and you'd yeah. hope that we'd be more on the front foot. But yeah, defensively, he can be exploited. And Birmingham, arguably, from what I saw last season, one of the the best teams in the league to exploit something like that. They do play for a lot of set pieces and long throws, as we saw, and and quite direct and stuff. Yukovic mm-hmm. up front, and yeah, I'm, you know, I'm not I'm not going to sugarcoat that performance or anything. But I'm not that surprised what happened. Yeah, Jukovic is a he is a really dominant target man type player, yeah. isn't he? and uh, I thought Hogan was quite good as well. Actually, ex uh, ex Blades legend yeah. Scotty Hogan, who I completely so for me the defense the defense is a worry because if Egan gets injured, oh I don't know, <laughs> you know if he gets a long term <laughs> injury, I think we're we're really in big trouble in that sense because I do think we'll bring in a, another centre half. Hmm. I think the thing that it's probably frustrating everybody else in terms of more, maybe even more than the defence because you think, oh, we can sort that defence out with a couple of additions or a couple of people coming back or whatever, is the midfield, again, not creating anything other than Sander Berger. And I think everyone rightly pointed out how poor Norwood set pieces were and stuff. Fleck were pretty anonymous, I thought, uh, for pretty much the entire game other than one tackle that I can think of. Mm. And that's the worry. We didn't create any chances last season. We didn't create that many chances the season before. With that, mm. with that midfield, and you were hoping if they drop down, you know, things will be a lot easier. Not the best start for that three, I don't think. No, I think that's fair to say, for sure. Yeah, that's the that's the thing. I, I, I enjoyed us having that much possession, just in terms mm. of like, oh, this is nice. We're not just <laughs> praying the opposition don't finish off the move that they're very carefully constructing at the yeah. moment. Yeah. Um, so I, I enjoyed that, certainly. The, you know, the patient build-up was quite nice I thought you know in terms of I just as a fan I thought oh this is I I like seeing this plan being put into motion but the next step as you say is to get that that pattern of play that actually results in some proper chances it was it was nice that we weren't just totally reliant on uh, you know overload down the wing cross it into a pack penalty areas we did basically the entirety of last season but then yeah we didn't really have that much penetration uh, like no, around the No, there were a few times where Norwood does his ping and Baldock gets it, and it's almost as if he's sat there, he's stood there going like, where's my mate? Where's Basham? <laughs> you know mm. what I mean? It's sort of no one around him really at all, and it's going to take getting used to for the players and for the fans. There were a few grumbles and stuff like, oh, I'm not, you know, get it forward, as we thought it'd be said by certain quarters and stuff, but <laughs> that, that's the way you play, so, you know, we're going to have to get used to it as a, as a club and as a fan base. Yeah, no, it, it, I was I was similar, really. I, I think there was a moment in the second half where uh, you know, we were trying to... We, we had the ball, and there was a load of space on the left-hand side, and I'm thinking, why isn't Osborne, like, already in their half? And then remembering... Yeah. He's playing left back, not left wing. Like he can't yeah. just he can't just abandon his post by fifty yards. Where, you know, there was so little width. I thought for mm. us in the entire game, to be fair, which is understandable, I suppose, because we don't have any wingers. Yeah, yeah. Well, there may be some people that can step in there, I suppose. So we, I mean, in front of that, I mean, yeah, you mentioned that midfield three. What do you think to Fleck playing on the right? Um, and I, I mentioned this ah. only because it seems like. Uh, a deliberate ploy to have a left yeah. footer there because uh, Luke Freeman did it last night in the Carlisle game. I were really confused. That's the most confusing thing. I'm sure there's a reason to it. I'm maybe cut inside. I, I really, really, really don't know because I don't think he looked comfortable there. And I'm not even sure Freeman looked that comfortable there yesterday either. Mm. Um, I don't know. I can I can't answer that. That there was there were time in the first half where I had no idea what midfielder were playing where really because mm. flex on the right sort of thing. Berger was just sort of drifting around, but he wasn't really involved in the first half. In the second half, he really got hold of the game. And, I, and Norwood, would, he weren't really picking the ball up from the centre-halves and he weren't really going forward. Then he had that shot, where he, which is unlike Norwood, you know, breaking mm. forward and having a shot. It were a bit all over the place. And I know he likes this fluid system, Jukanovic. And it might just be a case of it's going to swap around as the game goes on. It's not going to be a case of, right, you stay there, you play on the left, and yeah. it'll swap around. And obviously, we're nowhere near sort of affecting that yet yeah I mean we're, we're really used to as fans quite a rigid way of playing mm. I don't know if rigid's the right word but no because that makes it sound like it's a, a you know a dig and it's not it works the system worked perfectly under Wilder especially yeah. in the Champions other than last season you have a left so, mid, left-footed player who plays in yeah. left midfield and you would never see a left-footed player on the right under Wilder yeah um but yeah you're right fluid, fluid is a good word I think um up front Moussa McGoldrick and uh Ollie Burke with a with a yeah. cheeky start wasn't totally expecting mm. that. Um, 
I will say I thought Burke was uh, possibly our most dangerous player. Am I overrating his performance? I think people look at Burke and expect him to be rubbish. Um, and I've seen some people say, oh, get him out, get him out. He was far from the worst player on the pitch. Yeah, okay. he, he obviously hit the post. He had a couple of runs where, he, you know, it's a big Forrest Gump run where he just runs straight <laughs> out of the play. And you're like, where are you going? <laughs> the pitch is not like 6,000 metres long. <laughs> just carries on running. But I don't think he was any worse than McGoldrick or, or Musa, to be honest. I think I think it were pretty much a 5 or 6 out of 10 performance. Yeah, okay, fair enough. Uh, yeah, I, I think certainly in the first half, he he actually did worry them a little bit. And as you mm-hmm. said, he, he yeah. took, that, took that shot early, managed to hit the post. and uh... Good effort, that, as well, because he didn't have any right to score from there. And he, he you know, he, he got, obviously, that was the best chance for us as well. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Um, so 1-0 down at half-time, and then I think in the second half, you know, as much as I thought Fleck was pretty ineffective, I did think when he went off for Sharp, that really exacerbated yeah. problems rather than solved it and that's I absolutely agree I, I said that at the time I, I said that he's, he's brilliant having four strikers on the pitch in theory but yeah you know there was no structure to it all I, I think in the second half we basically relied on Berger single-handedly creating a chance for us yeah I'm trying to think now the I think the only time I was sort of properly on my seat thinking we scored was when McGoldrick had that shot from mm. uh, like the yeah. ins- inside left, and in the end that was well wide. Anyway, I mean, yeah, they were across across the box as well, where I think their defender got there just before Sharp. I think again Berg mm. created that, but yeah, we're talking half chances at best. Yeah, we are. Um, what? Something? Oh yeah, I should say I don't think the Birmingham keeper actually made a save in the entire match today. I, I don't. Not that I saw. Not certainly not a, a you know a. a what you class as a, a good save, anyway. Yeah, indeed. So, yeah, I thought, thought we went a bit all over the place when we lost that midfield. And I know McGoldrick sort of drops into more of a midfield role, but mm. it never seems like that works when he does that. He, he, it's bizarre because you sort of think he actually has all the tools to play that role, but yeah, I don't know. It's almost like uh, when he loses the... Uh, what's the word? He loses the sort of role to drop from a forward position to a midfield position. That's like part of his power, if you like. And if you're just playing yeah. him in midfield, then it's kind of negates it a bit. Yeah, I agree with that completely. And the thing is, obviously, he was sort of... I think he started on the left, didn't mm. he? Like Aldrich in this game. And he tries to get involved all the way through, which, you know, that, that's that's the best thing about his game, really, the spaces he picks up and stuff. But... If that happens, you need someone else to go forward and, and take that. And, yeah, as you said, it was a bit all over the place. But that, it sounds like I'm being ultra-negative. I expected it to be like that to a degree. Yeah, they, I mean, this is it. When the I was obviously disappointed at full-time, but uh, yeah. I've had worse, put it like that. Yeah, it's oh, yeah, like, completely, uh, yeah. yeah. You know, Birmingham... I, mean, I did my, my initial, like I always do after every game, that's it, we're, we're going down. <laughs> I have five minutes of saying that, and then after that, you're like, sort of, actually, yeah, just, uh, just get it purged out your body, <laughs> and on you go. Um, yeah, yeah. I thought Birmingham they just managed the game really well in terms of, yeah. you know, every throw in takes thirty seconds. I think it took advantage of quite a weak referee. I thought who, yeah, yeah poor referee, pretty yeah. Not just, uh, not as well. I think really poor ref. Yeah, I, I, I don't know what annoyed me more: the fact that he blew for full time. As as Berger got uh, annihilated on the corner of the box, <laughs> yeah, or um, or missed that penalty shout for the for the handball. I didn't really think the Berger one where um, it's Chong, isn't it? That uh, yeah, I don't think that's a pen. I don't think no. that's a foul, no. But um, yeah, hands very much in an unnatural position. To yeah, that's a save sort of penalty. Shot. <laughs> yeah. yeah, although there was a clearer one last night in the Carlisle game, which uh, again, yeah, didn't oh, get oh, that was unbelievable. <laughs> that I mean, was I brilliant stuff. Because I had too much to drink, um, <laughs> and I lost. Well, left them in some pub somewhere, so I couldn't really see uh, that, that well for the last two games. But even I could see that <laughs> that were a clear handball yesterday. Do, I mean, do you know which pub you left them in? I found them all up, and none of them had them. So maybe I dropped in a taxi. I, I really don't know. Okay. But um, yeah, I'm short-sighted. I don't wear them all the time. I only wear them for the games, actually. But yeah, so I'm sort of squinting, like going. I, I genuinely thought Jefferson had come on for about. 32nd when Brewster came on um, on Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, mention Brewster, the reason he came on. Oh, God. It's so. Uh, go. It's just a joke, isn't it? I mean, it's not a joke. I feel. I want to say I feel bad for him. Musa's not getting injured on purpose. He's also getting no. paid, I imagine, a fairly decent amount to be a professional footballer. I missed it because we were sort of at the back. We got a drink and we were at the back and. 
I just saw this guy down. I, did, I couldn't tell who it was who, who had gone down. And then I you said to like, you know, where was a bet it's Moose. Eh? It's like, yeah, it is. Because ah, great. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Burke. Uh... Burke leads the charge on the counter-attack. He's, he's crossed towards Moussa. He's too close to the keeper. Yeah. And Moussa just pings a hamstring and he's, uh, he's out for four to six weeks by the sounds of it, which is... I mean, that's a standard kind of hamstring timeline. Um, and I don't know. I, I don't want to disparage him too much, but you have to sort of wonder if with Moussa, can we expect him to be back in four to six Again, weeks or are we actually talking last... two to three months? I said the same last night when I saw your kind of a interview about four to six weeks. I like in it sounds awful, but in Moose world, it's a uh, twelve to fourteen maybe. But. It might well be, yeah. And oh, that was frustrating because uh, yeah, I, I was looking forward to seeing him start this season, as in mm. you know start this first game, hopefully get a goal and just uh, yeah give us plenty of minutes. I, I will yeah. say at least he's played more than. You know, I said if he plays around half the minutes this season, we'll have had a great season. Well, yeah. he's still running at slightly over half the minutes until we play yeah. on Saturday. Yeah. But yeah, he's so frustrated because like you say, I, I can't blame him for this or anything. I mean, maybe it is like a condition and I have no idea, but you know, it can happen to any player. It had to be him, didn't it? <laughs> I know. It's just, I think the thing that's... I mean, I watched it quite a few times and it, what worries me is he didn't even particularly stretch or no. twist or anything. It wasn't like he sort of lunged for the... Because when I watched it in real time uh, at the game, I thought, oh, he's, you know, he's lunged for that cross mm. and that's what's pulled it. But he, he just basically carried on jogging and it's gone. And I'm not a physio, but that seems quite worrying. I guess your hamstring can go yeah. at pretty much any moment if you're a you know professional athlete. But... Yeah, that's uh, frustrating. Bruce, a uh, couple of nice moments when he came on, I thought. But, yeah, um... yeah, I actually thought it wasn't fantastic or anything like that, but I do think he offered more than we've probably seen from him in a, in a league game. Yeah, possibly. It wasn't too bad and obviously uh, had a better night last night. Um, yeah. Is there anything else you want? Oh, actually, we've, we've only touched on it so far, but Sander Berger, mm. please just never pass the ball unless it's to create a chance. Like, He's like it was so good. He really frustrates me because it's almost like he doesn't know how good he is. He's just gliding past these players, and you're like, do that all the time. <laughs> yeah, they literally can't tackle you. If you no. see a slight, you know, if somebody t- just turns their turns their shoulder towards you slightly and is like trying to show you in a direction, just dribble past him. I mean, it was yeah. it was a farce, wasn't it? The, I think he got three players booked who were basically just trying to yeah. rugby tackle him from behind. Cause it was yeah, the only thing they could do. Turns, I think, into who can foul him. <laughs> yeah, um, that was awesome to see. It just worried me for how likely we are to keep him. Well, but, this is um... I, I, I actually want to say that last week when we were talking about would you rather lose Ramsdale or Berger, and I said Berger, I, I changed my mind almost as soon as the podcast had finished, actually, when I pro- had a proper think about it. I'd much rather lose Ramsdale than Berger now. Nothing against Ramsdale or anything like that, but uh, yeah, I think he, if we can keep hold of him, he, he could be huge. Mm. Blades podcaster insists England goalkeeper is sold at the first possible opportunity. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I thought uh, uh, you. I think your spot on is is influencing the second half of the game. Um, really did in- increase. Um, I guess just uh, the frustration is, as you said, we were so dependent on him doing mm. something, and he's, you know, he's not a uh, a Mark Duffy type player, is he? He's, no, no. He's a, a rumbling midfield beast I suppose but yeah. he, he does have that ability to dribble past people and he is ridiculously strong he can pick a pass as well it's him that uh, plays a through ball for, for Burke in the first half when he hits the post yeah um, yeah that was that was encouraging seeing him back in the team and hopefully we can keep uh, keep using him in that way I suppose in uh, in the coming games um, I think one other player I just want to call out I thought Baldock was really good um, one of our sort of better performers going forward I thought in terms of getting on the ball out wide. I know he didn't um, ultimately create anything, but neither did anyone particularly. But uh... No, I've seen a bit of criticism, uh, again, because of the uh, you know his final ball and things like that. We all know that that is an issue. Mm. I think the lack of options around him at times really hindered his game, basically. Like I say, he's used to bash him, running down that side, and even Lundstrom coming across, whoever it is, playing on that right-hand side, and, and that's changed. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think we asked a lot of him, actually, creatively, um, in mm. that second half in particular. A lot of times the ball were pinged out to him, making, making good runs and stuff, and not really many options for him. 
Yeah, no, I think that's uh, I think that's a fair shout. Um, is there anything, any other players you want to mention, or there anything else from the game itself specifically? I can't think of anything. No, it were a bit of a drab match. I think realistically, in terms of yeah. if you just take it as a game of football, I don't think it'll. People at home will have been saying, "Oh, what a game that was!" It was just a <laughs> fairly standard championship game. Um, we didn't do enough. I think Birmingham. If anyone deserved to win it, I think Birmingham deserved to win it simply because they created the best chances. Yeah, yeah, agree with that, and, uh, and defended, you know, a limited threat pretty well. Yeah, uh, yeah Hogan hooked one over, didn't he? Uh, and they also had mm-hmm. one disallowed for a. I don't know actually. I'm not, I'm not sure if the so there was a, a very clear push, which is what it was. Disallowed yeah, I don't know for, why but, he did it though. Yeah, that's it, innit? I'm not sure. I think they might have scored even if the guy hadn't pushed Osborne in the back. To be honest, yeah. Is it's, was it Jukovic coming in or Hogan? Or anyway, somebody... I thought it was Hogan who pushed him. I thought so. Anyway, I could be wrong, but yeah. Um, was it Colin again who scored? Uh, might well have been. Yeah, certainly uh, in that area. Colin, ah, Colin. Colin, yeah. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> I think um, again exploited that left hand side once again with that goal. Yeah, and uh, it's it's going to be. I, I mean, I think you're spot on. I don't think it's a, the hottest of take, but but I, I think yeah, the, this the team is going to evolve in the next few weeks, yeah. isn't it? Um, as players find their fitness, you mentioned obviously the uh, lack of preseason. I will say, I think Birmingham only played three friendlies themselves, so mm. it's not like they have a massive conditioning advantage no. over us. I, but we obviously had to isolate for two weeks as well, don't we? Which I think probably did hinder us as well in terms of training and things like that. It does sound like you're making excuses, but at the same time, it is going to evolve, as you said. And I'm, I'm not concerned. I've seen some people saying, "Oh, this is awful" and stuff like that. And I get the concerns; I really do, because I think if we end with that team, if we're still playing that eleven at the end of the season, I don't think it was going to be a great season. I just don't think we will. So I don't think you can read that much into it. Yeah, not the start we hoped for, but as I say, one I sort of expected certainly mm. performance wise and then when Birmingham get the first goal and just think like it's especially for this team which hasn't <laughs> doesn't have a record of scoring many goals yeah. in uh, in recent yeah. times it's going to be that, that is the biggest issue I think the defensive thing could probably be sorted out with a couple of signings and maybe a couple of people coming back into it from mm. the squad the attacking and the creativity thing that is possibly where we need new players maybe mm. and time I think you know, yeah, well, that's it. I'm, I'm writing. I'm not going to write off. I did straight after the game, as I said, but I'm not going to write off certain players because because of one game in a new system. Yeah, and it's not worked out. I'm, I, I think it's yeah. I think you've, you've got to give it time. Yeah, I think it's give it time. There's no guarantee that it will actually happen, but also, no. uh, I think the only way for it to happen is by giving it some time and yeah. allowing them to. Uh, yeah, develop greater familiarity with uh, with the new roles and also um, how how we want to play. I suppose the question is, yeah. you know, does this, does a slow start turn into a hole that is difficult to get out of? Um, that's the, that that is the that's the concern. I get the concern. We've come off a, an awful season and we've carried we've started this season in a poor manner. Are probably not going to have the greatest start in the first five, six, seven games just due to the fact that you know how Yukanovich is playing and how long it takes him to get his ideas across does a losing mentality in the squad but what we've already got does that just get deeper and deeper but obviously time will tell we can't say that yet indeed um right well that that was the game i want to just talk quickly about being back at the lane mate what a feeling this was yeah i mean i don't know about you but this is like the first um i guess it's the first normal thing i've properly done apart from you know like go to a restaurant or a cafe <laughs> like since the since the pandemic started basically i've been to well, public... i went to tram lines obviously oh, of course you did yes yeah, so, yeah so... a week before so i was sort of like you know accustomed uh to, to some degree yeah. but i was still it's a, it's a bizarre one i went in and i was like well, there's a lot of people here <laughs> you know slowly that sort of like frame of mind of you know what we've had 18 months of not seeing anyone and then all of a sudden everyone's there yeah um but I think once the game kicked off for me, I'd sort of forgot about everything else and I was just involved in that. And it was great. Even walking out after a defeat, I quite enjoyed the sort of just walking out and the fans walking out, the grumbles and stuff like that. It was just sort of back to normal. Everything did really seem right. That, that That's just that's just Sheffield United now we're back and, you know, hopefully that these days that way. Yeah, it was. With a win, not a defeat, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was really nice. I mean, I went to the... 
the Burnley game, but obviously it was a very mm. sterile experience compared, uh, yeah. un, pun unintended there, um, compared <laughs> to uh, compared to the 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 fully fledged Bramall Lane experience. But I think just even even going to the the pub, I've met you for a drink before, and yeah. that was the the first time I've ordered a drink at a bar in mm. um, I guess eighteen months, probably uh, probably yeah. since that Norwich game, I suppose. Um, and then but we went to the Scholar, or is it? Well, I don't. It's not called that anymore. Uh, I don't know. Former R&R bar. I can't remember what it's called now. And we walked in, and it was literally just like, the last time I've been in there was the Norwich game, you know, 1-0. Mm. Uh, the, the last game, obviously, that we all could get. And it was just like nothing had changed. If you just sort of, you know, had been in a coma for 18 months or whatever and then gone into the, you think, well, nothing's changed. It was exactly the same as it was. Yeah. Just, uh, I mean, just... We went down to to triple point, which is our, our normal. Um, mm. There we go. This is a little. <laughs> this is not not an ad. Although if they want to, you know, sponsor the podcast with free uh, drink coming your free way, free yeah. drinks, then, game. <laughs> then that would be delightful. But that's that, that's our usual <laughs> pre-match venue, um, and just you know, just the buzz of. I mean, we sat outside because it's a nice day rather than like you know yeah. COVID concerns or anything, and just the the buzz of people being around doing things mm. and like chatting to each other and just a good vibe and yeah it was really um, I, were like, I mean hard. I don't know what time you got into the actual ground but when we got in they were chanting on mm. the way in to the yeah. ground and stuff like that it was like almost like a, a cup final atmosphere I thought up until up until the Birmingham goal <laughs> yeah it's, it's actually the earliest I've been in the ground since I was about 14 I think we, yeah, we got... I think- I think we were in there about half seven or something yeah, um, I, think... I normally get there about like one minute before kickoff but yes yeah yeah, same. I wanted to. Uh, <laughs> I wanted to make sure my season card worked. Basically, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this, this is the annual panic as to whether this renewed yeah. card is actually going to. work. I actually punched the air when I got in because <laughs> I saw, I've heard it. I read online that a couple of people had troubles, and I was like, "Oh no, it's going to be me. It's going to be me. come on." <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, it was. I should have uh, just walked straight back out if I'd known what the match was going to be like. <laughs> <laughs> it was uh, a good atmosphere, sort of pre-match and um, and in the first half, and then kind of drifted off in the second. And it was, I think, there was a, I don't know, not an air of inevitability, but it was a bit. Here we go again. Typical yeah, United. I, I do think they got behind them. It wasn't yeah. the same as you know other seasons where you you go one 0 behind in a game you'd sort of expect to win or you think you're the better side or whatever. Um, there were a lot of encouragement for Brewster when he came on. I felt. Yeah, there was uh, a, in what, that Burnley match as well. Sorry, uh, in the Burnley match there was as well. He got like a massive really? ovation yeah. and you know pretty much everything he did he got loads of. Uh, encouragement for and we saw that a bit last night as well didn't we but yeah yeah we did and Bernie got a lot of chance for him and stuff like that I think they are trying to get behind the players I don't think you can sort of say oh you know the fans are still you know really peeved from last season I think we are trying to get behind them as much as they can and it's like I say it's going to take time so yeah I think that's a good point actually um you know we want these players to do well don't we you know we, we, yeah. we've had we've had a year and a half of not being able to interact positively with the players that represent our team and no. you know through uh the joys of social media i mean i just see you know you very rarely see somebody saying like giving a lot of praise for one of our players in the last 18 months which you know the, the squad hasn't really deserved it that much but you do see a lot of abuse he's terrible get rid of him and yeah. all this and yeah. i'm yeah, sure yeah. they probably see that as well so it is it is a nice little reminder it's like oh yeah the majority of people here they're invested in this guy doing well. We want him to turn it around. He had a bad season last season. Yeah. McBurney's an example. We want him to turn it around. We'll give him some encouragement. I, uh... Everybody who's been slagging sort of Norwood off, for example, everyone who's doing it wants him to play well. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do, you know, I think it's, it's this frustration with football that you think, oh, what's he doing? You know what I mean? But everybody wants these players to do well, obviously. It's a tough love of just abusing them. <laughs> no, yeah. let's, let's encourage. Well, talking abuse. of, a, I'm going to not abuse the the performers, but I don't know if you saw a old Jackie Longthrow's interview after the game. I actually didn't uh, enlighten me. <laughs> he oh. said, "I'm paraphrasing here, but he said we showed out there how good we are. Mm. Um, we've not had much of a preseason, but we show what we're made of. Uh, we created numerous chances." And I'm like, whoa, 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 no. whoa, what are you watching? <laughs> Sorry, Jackie, but. Uh, uh, Lots of shots are nice, but um, ones from closer <laughs> generally yeah, yeah. It was better. It's one of those interviews where uh, you're like, I sort of listen to it, and then I thought, What's, what? <laughs> what are you talking about? But yeah, right. Uh, yeah, I think that's probably all I've got to say about that, mate. It was it was so mm. good to be back at the lane. I, I, yeah, I think that probably uh, probably is responsible for my lack of total disappointment at losing it. To be honest, yeah. and also a motivator in. Um, 
in me wanting to go last night, which is what we're yeah. going to talk about next. So we'll take a quick break and then we will talk about um, a win in the cup last night and look ahead to Swansea City as well. Blades fans, football's back. Fans are back at Bramall Lane. What could be better than that? Well, I'll tell you what could be better than that. It's the return of a great offer from an old friend of the podcast, Beer52. The new season's starting and Beer52 are offering a free case of eight fantastic craft beers to our listeners to help you celebrate the return of the Blades in style. All you need to do is head to beer52.com slash bladespod, cover the postage costs of $5.95 and your eight craft beers will be on their way to you along with the award-winning Ferment magazine and a couple of snacks. These aren't just any beers we're talking about. Beer 52 is the world's largest beer club, and each month they send their 170,000 members a case with a different theme. And don't sweat if you're not a fan of dark beers, although you do have my sympathies if that is indeed the case. You can always choose a lighter option instead. Beer 52 don't hold you to ransom. You can pause or cancel your membership at any time. Just head to beer52.com slash bladespod today to take advantage of this offer now. That's beer52.com slash bladespod. Big thank you to Beer52 for supporting this episode of Bladespod. Now back to the podcast. And we are back. And yeah, we both went to uh, the Blades versus Carlisle United of League Two in the uh, Carabao Cup last night. Uh, a 1-0 win for United. Rian Brewster is off the mark. Yeah, worth uh, every penny, that lad. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, did he, look, did he look like he enjoyed it, mate. I, yeah. it almost, <laughs> I almost got to the stage of like, all right, steady on. It's only Even the Carlisle fans were clapping. I don't know, did you see that? No, I didn't actually. The, when we scored, their fans were clapping. I, I think they were clapping us for cheering because we'd not made any noise. I think that, <laughs> yeah. but it were almost like the entire ground were clapping Rian Brewster. Yeah. He got, <laughs> I mean, he got a huge ovation for it, didn't he? You know, it yeah. went on basically until kickoff again. Yeah. Applauding yeah. him all the way back to the halfway line. Yeah, it's I don't totally buy these this idea of like, well he's got one now, he's gonna get a hat full. I no. think there's um you know My mate messaged me actually and he said he was listening to Radio Five and he said it was just cliche city like now he's got one, he could go and get fifty. <laughs> I mean yeah. he looks a different player now. He's like, all right. <laughs> yeah, he, he didn't really, did he? I mean no, I, <laughs> you know I think he played well. I think he put yes, himself out yes. a lot. Really good sort of touches here and there. Possibly needs to get involved a little bit more, but and and I think he still he still seems desperate to score to the point where it sort of hinders him. But I think he, he definitely showed improvements in the last two, actually. Yeah. I mean, I, when I say, you know, I don't think he, like, changed his game. I think he just stayed at the, the base level that I think he is, to be honest. Like, mm. You know, he's he's clearly a good player that it's not mm. not worked out for yet for uh, for yeah. various reasons. Um, did you enjoy last night, the game? Yeah, I did, actually. I thought, I mean, one of those, I, I decided to go, like, literally, like, the, on the day, you know, just sort of, I'm not really, they're awful, aren't they, those League Cup games? They are generally um, absolutely dogger, aren't they? Yeah, really, really, like, poor, and I thought, well, like, same as you, we enjoyed Saturday, um, you know, I'm glad to be back and stuff, and then I actually thought it was worth the, the money, I don't think we were fantastic by any stretch of the imagination, but I think there were a, a couple of interesting things that, that I saw. Hmm. Well, would you would you like to uh, expand upon what they uh, what they were? Not really, because I can't pronounce his name at the back. Um, what's his name? Are you thinking Casper Laparta? That's the guy. That's I, be- the guy. I believe I thought... it's Laparta and no Laparta. other. Laparta. Yeah. yeah, not Laporta's. Yeah. I think you called him a couple of weeks ago. Laporta, I would call him. Yeah, <laughs> I thought he was really impressive. Really, really impressive. Obviously, you've got to take into consideration the the opposition, but I thought he was really impressive. One. Pretty much every header that I saw, I think, and looked decent on the ball coming out. He looked mature beyond his years, I felt, playing in that central of a three. Um, yeah, I'm really impressed with him. Yeah, I, I thought he was probably probably man of the match, I think. Certainly, did. yeah, like you, he's the one that I sort of left the game thinking, like, well, I, I was really... He, he caught the eye more than mm. any other mm. players. I mean, I know... You know, I know we we haven't seen that much of Brewster, but I, he is much more of a known quantity for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, so I was slightly surprised at the team. I wondered if um, I wondered if it'd be a very strong team, and we'd be treating this like a uh, another step on the preseason friendly. That's exactly route. what I thought. But I think from Yukanovich's interview after, he said something along the lines of they were just that tired mm-hmm. after the Birmingham game; they needed a rest. So, yeah, that's fair enough. So. 
Five uh, five young blades make their debuts. Um, Lapato, as we said, Zach Brunt. Uh, a, a bit of a belated debut for Brunt and for Reese Norrington mm. Davis, I think. Um, who's yeah, obviously, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't have it in front of me, but um, I would imagine Norrington Davis has probably played somewhere in the region of seventy or eighty league games now. For yeah, I actually were really impressed with Norrington Davis in the first half. He's a lot faster than I thought. Because I've seen only mm. time I've ever seen him is in a friendly. Actually, I think Derby uh, when we've been, mm. and he looked quite slow and a bit ponderous in that, but. In this game, I thought he, he showed a lot of pace and he got forward well. I think he was absolutely shattered in the second half, to be completely honest. Uh, yeah. There were a couple of times where he's running down and he's like got his head down, like you know, like me after five minutes of running at the gym. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I was really impressed with him first half, actually. Yeah, no, same. I think yeah, I struggled a bit in the second half, as I think most most of our team did, mm. to be honest. Uh, Kyron Gordon was another one who made his debut, and uh, and Tyler mm. Smith, who uh, is Kyron Gordon's yeah. brother, which I was. Somehow not aware of. Do you know that? What? I didn't know this. What? <laughs> yeah. I did not know that. Really? Yes. Um wow. So, pair of brothers making their uh, debut for the Blades. Uh, Tyler Smith's another one that I kind of was almost surprised it was his debut for us, to be honest. He's um, got to be at least 36 now. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> He's been around for ages. <laughs> I think he is 22, isn't he? I know that's a lot younger than 36, but... Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's 22, yeah. Um... I mean, there's quite a few things, few things to talk about here. I think with these, you mentioned, yeah, we mentioned Norton Davis. Come on to Laporta, maybe uh, in a minute. Um, Smith, who I am sure is an out-and-out striker, yeah. was playing midfield basically. He was playing. Yeah, I was really again confused by the the lineup and where people were playing, and mm. you know, I, I couldn't really work out where we were playing for a lot of the game actually. Super fluid last night. I mean, Brewster was dropping into mm. midfield. I think more in the second half, but he was dropping into midfield quite a lot, wasn't he? Mm. Yeah. Um, it was a bit more like the, uh, well, we went went back to a back three, which I think made total sense with, because um, the, the under-23s have been playing, obviously, Wilder Ball for several years now. So yeah, yeah, having yeah. Basham in there with two young debutants, I think that makes total sense. I mean, yeah. there. I thought Bogle did really well. I mean, I, I know we're, look, we're talking, I mean, this is there's a bit for what it's worth about this. We're playing a League yeah. 2 game. We've yeah. also made plenty of changes. Um, but yeah, Bogle... Just I, every time I see him, I just think, can we just find a way to play this guy? Like I thought, he was a really good first half in terms of creating. Yeah. I think he showed what Baldock doesn't have. I think second half again, I thought he tired. There's a lot of times in the second half he got the ball and just sort of hoofed it anywhere. But mm. I do believe that tiredness were a massive factor in, in particularly in the second half. Yeah, I liked uh, I liked Smith's first half for sure. Um, some really nice touches, and I think he I think he had as many dribbles as uh, successful dribbles that is as any other player. Mm. On the pitch, a um, couple of loose loose moments, I suppose. But yeah, I I wonder where what his future is. Really, I mean, is he? Uh, did he just play tonight because we, you know, didn't have the bodies, or is he I actually didn't in the plans? Oh, I thought McBurney had played to the, uh, last night. Um, mm. But yeah, because I, I, he's the sort of player you think he's probably going to move permanently rather than even alone. He's had about four loan moves, aren't they? Smith, yeah, yeah, uh, and uh, no Slater last night either on the bench. I think he's injured. I read earlier. Oh, he's I think, I think oh, he's out right. for a couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, what was your uh, What was your first impression of Zach Brunt? Who I've I feel like I've watched maybe five or six times on a stream in uh, yeah. under twenty threes level, but um, it's a it's obviously a different experience seeing him uh, play in the flesh. What do you reckon? I think he's really good on the ball. I I don't think he probably got involved enough to say I deserve to start or anything mm. like that. I don't think he was consistent enough with how how involved he got, but I, I think there's definitely quality there. Like I think some of his passing were really good. Mm. He's, he looks technically quite exciting. I think there was yeah. a, there was a pass in the first half which wasn't hugely complicated. It was you know from the centre out to Norrington Davis. Yeah, on the I know left. which one you mean. Yeah, it was with ease. <laughs> yeah, and it just also the movement on the ball. I was like, I don't. How has he done that? You know, there's been a couple of times where Norwood. Play, yeah. like, does a proper ping and you just think has he completely mishit that but like straight onto the other guy's instep and that was how it looked the sort of the, the dip and swerve on it it was only like a 40 yard pass to a you know an open man which is like yeah, huh, yeah this yeah, guy yeah. can play like you know yeah, he looked... I think when he was on the ball I don't remember him doing too much wrong at all I don't know like I say I'm not sure if he got involved enough to say wow well, this guy's got to start you know what I mean mm. but Surely, if he's not, we need a loan move for this guy. I think if he's not going to be, because I can't see him being in the first team. If we're going to bring the midfielders in that we're supposed to be bringing in, so get him out on a loan and just see how he can go on in, in you know, men's football because the talent's definitely there. I think. 
Yeah. Is there, is there anyone of that five that you think, uh, based on seeing them play 90 minutes or so, should be involved in the first team? I won't say, I won't commit to start, but say should be around the first team squad. For, I, I think, yeah. out of the, even though he wasn't the best player, I think Norton Davis has a huge shout to even play on Saturday. I, I think mm. he's... I think he he's a better left back than than Ben Osborne. Weird mm. that Max Lowe didn't play again last night as well. So, um, but I, yeah, I think Norrington Davis should be because he can play centre half as well. You know, left if he goes to a three. A three, yeah. Yeah, I'd have him in and around this. I mean, I, I'd probably play him on Saturday if he's fit enough. Yeah, it might well be time to uh, get him into the mix for sure at that yeah. stage of his development. Um, I want to just return quickly to Laparta, who I don't, I didn't really know that much about. I remember, I no. remember signing him um, maybe a year or two ago, I think it was. Mm. Um, and you know, I've heard people talk about him. I knew he's a, a big lad, and I think he's been involved in a few of the friendlies on it as well. But really impressive. Like, mm. I, I don't want to. I, I'm not going to big this guy up too much based on one game against League Two opposition, but that's yeah. just you know he hasn't had any senior men's football. I think Carlisle did have quite a pacey, strong forward line. You know, uh, it's Torre and uh, a fellow whose name I can't remember now uh, began with M, who um, mm. did pose a few problems in terms of like you know direct running and he. I think he, you know, he, he didn't have the most difficult game, but I think that was kind of because he read a lot of situations well yeah. and stopped it becoming a difficult game. Um, they definitely pressed us more in the second half as well, which I think contributed to a, a pretty crappy second half from uh, yeah, yeah. an entertainment perspective. Um, but I thought he was pretty calm, you know. He uh, yeah. he, he was he used the ball well. He wasn't, um, you know, he, I think when he started to sort of bring it out and dribble forward, that was when you saw a little bit of a a technical weakness, I suppose. But, yeah, that's that's pretty encouraging, mate, I think. Um, you know, Yeah, phys- I thought you were really good. Do you know what? I, this is such an obvious comparison. I'm always virgin into cliche. <laughs> yeah, but what are you going to do you, here? Yeah, you're going to, yeah, HM. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Harry Maguire, he did remind me of him. That He's got that same sort of stature, I think. Um, yeah. And, but also look very comfortable on the ball. I'm not comparing him to him, obviously, but in terms of just like the initial, oh, he reminds me a bit of him. That's mm. the, that's the the best comparison I can make. And I'm not talking about Aaron Maguire now. I'm talking about when I first saw Aaron Maguire come through the first team. Yeah, I thought his passing was really good. Like some of his mm. uh, his long passing was excellent out to yeah. um, out towards Bogle. And if anything, I'd have liked to have seen him do it a bit more, to be honest. Because yeah. certainly in the first half, Bogle had basically got the uh, the freedom of that side of the pitch, but. Well, yeah, obviously, he... obviously, we've got another cup game now because uh, obviously mm-hmm. we've, we've got through. If we get another, you know, even if it's a championship opposition, I'd like to see these guys again, you know, if, if they haven't gone out on loan or anything like that, just to see, you know, if, if that was just one performance. You know, you can't really judge, can you? Yeah. He uh, he probably should also have had a hat-trick last night, I thought. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, we, he's, got, uh... he's got that, oh, that John Egan thing of winning the header but never scoring yeah there were a, <laughs> he's like yeah he sorted that out I know there were a few mistimed ones for sure I will say as bad as our set pieces were on Saturday uh, Carlisle really oh. could not deal with us last night and I don't know how it was only 1-0 at half time that we, one at the end by, by Carlisle even I had made a man's going, oh, no. Do you know when he just kicked out of play there last chance? Yeah, I know. I was thinking, I, I just, I ain't got time for penalties. I'm, I'm yeah, knackered. Yeah, I, I, and I was thinking, obviously tonight, I didn't want it to go in, but it, it was that bad, even I groaned. <laughs> oh, <my laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so first half, good. Second half, not so good. I thought we created absolutely loads of chances in the first half. I mean, you know, the keeper saved a couple of one-on-ones, didn't he? Some of, uh, some of our finishing was all over the place. How uh, I've got to confess, I probably enjoyed Brewster's left-footed twenty-five yarder that went fifty-yard wide it. shot, um, possibly yeah. more than his goal because I just I don't know. It's kind of hard to explain, but he just scored, and you're thinking, "This guy's now here. We go. This is this is going to unlock it." And he suddenly just <laughs> swings wildly at one from miles away. So I mean, I've seen him do it a couple of times in obviously other league games as well, but that one in particular, I don't know if it's because it's the first time I've seen it happen live. Yeah, it would. It would just. It were like when you. Pl- I don't know if uh, a school bully kicking a ball away. <laughs> you know, like, I would chase that. <laughs> yeah, launching it into the next field. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what it was like. He does hit the ball very, very hard, Brewster, which yeah. um, is an asset. I think you know he went close yeah, with yeah. Uh, another one deflected just over, didn't he? Yeah, um, yeah, he had one in the second half where again where he absolutely. <laughs> Blasted it, didn't it? You only were on an angle. I know. I was kind of glad I wasn't sat in my usual seat on the cob, to be honest. <laughs> and it did straight for my face, I think. Yeah. 
Yeah, uh, Luke Which Freeman. Started, by the way, on Saturday. Brun, uh, excuse me, uh, Brewster. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I'd, I I'd would... start him in every game if you could. I mean, especially now Musa is injured. I can't understand why he played the full night. The, the reason I've got a feeling that Bernie will play because it, yeah. of the way that we've used him. I think if he wasn't going to play, he'd have started. I think he came on for that forty-five minutes to not sort of knacker him out. I could be wrong, obviously. And it might, I mean, to... this might just be the natural process of stepping up his fitness because he has been in yeah. Brewster. This is he has been involved in um, a couple of the friend in the two friendlies. I think hasn't he just not as a starter. Um, yeah. So it may just be that he's, uh, you know, he's, he's reached that stage where it's like we can give him ninety minutes. It's five days or whatever to our next game. We play, play Saturday evening, don't we? Is it evening? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, so. and then not. Yeah, yeah, it's eight o'clock, isn't it? <clears throat> yeah, so it might just be that. Um, but it yeah, it's eight o'clock, isn't it? Uh, I'll I'll confirm while we're talking. But um, regardless, yeah. I would definitely um, definitely start Brewster. I, I I I mean, this is what I wanted last season. Just play the kid. Like he's he's, yeah, he's yeah, talented. Yeah. Um, are we not on Sky? Oh, no, wait, sorry. Yeah. This yeah. is, um, sorry, it's throwing up a different... I was looking at the uh, next game against Swansea. It is 8 o'clock on Saturday right, yeah. at Swansea. Um, yeah, so yeah, you're like, yeah, you're right. You've got you've got enough rest and stuff there. I've got a feeling... I mean, I play Swansea and McBurney up against Swansea for uh, superstitious reasons. <laughs> like people score against the former club anyway, so... Yeah, he, um, I know he is getting up to fitness, McBurney, but uh, an inauspicious start from him this season I think I, I thought he, he struggled physically last night against League 2 defenders I don't remember him doing anything of note against Birmingham am I, I think he won a I... couple of riders. I, I, I right. mean it's interesting that he's been playing down that right side hasn't he which I think he played for Swansea and Barnsley mm. rather than a central strike in the two games that he's come on so yeah um, yeah we, we, one of these strikers is going to have to step up to the plate and bang us 20 goals in I'm afraid no, especially, especially now, <laughs> now Musa is injured forever yeah, again yeah. Uh, what do you think of Luke Freeman's game just to finish off before we uh, finish Carlisle bits and pieces were good I'm not sure he dominated again a bit like Brunt in the sense that I don't know if he did enough to say I deserve to play that mm. said John Fleck were pretty awful against Birmingham so I don't, I don't know it wasn't a I must start performance, but it wasn't bad. I don't know what did you think. Yeah, that's probably fair. Uh, set pieces were really good. I'll say that. I think he uh, ended up. With yeah. More... Oh, yeah. I did mention that actually at the game, saying like, just bring him on for set pieces. Like, <laughs> yeah, specialist kicker. Um, yeah, I think he created more chances than uh, any. Oh, my, Bogle might have had the most, but he was he was second. I think some. I mean, he he looked like the Luke Freeman that I've seen for other clubs a lot of the time in terms of just really good control and like wriggling away from defenders in tight spaces. But then in the second half, it was like he, I don't know, it was like he'd stopped. He was like waiting for the referee's whistle a couple of times, like for a free mm-hmm. kick. And yeah. I just thought that's not, it, it, like, like you said, uh, it was an opportunity to demand to start the next game. That's or at it, least... and that's what I'm not expecting from him, but I was hoping he were going to take it by the scruff of the neck, you know, like, right, Freeman's back. You know, this is the blue Freeman at QPR. Yeah. And it wasn't, it wasn't bad but it wasn't look at me, basically. Yeah, indeed. And I, after the Birmingham game, I was thinking, kind of wish we'd brought Freeman on instead of... Um, exactly, yeah. Instead yeah. of Sharp, maybe, so that we'd just got a, a, a genuine number 10 on the pitch rather than trying to shoehorn McGoldrick into midfield or whatever the hell else we were trying to do. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was, uh, like you, mate, it was, it was nice to go back to Lane. It's, it's strange. That's the first time I've sat in the John Street stand for... Donkey's years, I think. I worked um, out the last time I sat in there, but was under Nigel Atkins, actually. No, oh, okay. Not that long ago, uh, then. Is it? No, Colche- when we lost to Colchester 3-2 last time I sat, sat, in, no. that, uh, sat in that stand, yeah, so well, glorious happy, memories. Happier <laughs> memories this time. Yeah. Yeah, I, I quite... Um, I mean, it, it didn't generate... With, with all respect to everyone who went last night, there was obviously zero atmosphere, um, at least yeah. among the United fans. Um, but I quite yeah. like having everybody uh, packed into one stand like that. I think... So me and you went to the Sunderland Cup game two years ago, didn't we? And I'm yeah, pretty yeah, sure... Yeah. Well, we sat in the South Stand, but I'm pretty yeah, sure John yeah, Street was yeah. open. So, I mean, that was just like a total pre-season friendly when it was everyone spread out. So I don't mind this approach of sell one stand until all the tickets are gone, basically. I would have mm. thought we'd probably do the same next round unless we end up playing, I don't know, a 
either a big local rival or a, or a Premier League Wednesday team. Obviously, Wednesday are out, aren't they? I, wouldn't think, I was just going to say Wednesday, but they obviously they, they got knocked out. So. Yeah, that, that was my elaborate way of bringing a, a slide <laughs> against Sheffield Wednesday <laughs> to the table. Um, well, they're, they're literally the opposite of us, aren't they? We're not signing anyone. They've signed about 5,000 players. I think they just signed another one today. Yeah, they signed the, the greatly named Sal. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so. that is that is wonderful. Um, yeah, I I enjoyed going back to the lane. First half, as I say, was it was a fun experience. The second, I was a bit of a slog, and I was, I think, I was more relieved for my time that they didn't equalise right at the end, rather than like actual mm. concern of getting knocked out of the cup. But yeah. Uh, yeah, through we go. I'm not sure when the draw for the next round is, but uh, I would imagine pretty soon. Anyway, yeah, I would have thought next couple of days. I would have thought, yeah. Yeah, I'll just check now. But uh, second round of draw. Um, yeah, we've obviously got uh, Swansea next. It's on, uh, excuse me, sorry. I just, just found the answer. It's tonight, actually. It's, uh, it's oh, really? Uh, yeah. Unless, God, why is every website absolutely appalling? <laughs> just like every news website is just atrocious. Here we go. Yeah. It's a draw for the second round will take place on Wednesday night and live on Sky Sports after right. after Leighton Orient QPR tonight. Mm. Um, oh, Rob it, Morrison scored yesterday. I don't know if you saw that. It's got a cracker, yeah. Good for I've him. I've not seen it, but yeah, I, I saw that. Rob, and then uh, apparently someone in the commentary said, uh, so much potential. It's like he's 28, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I was talking That's about the past. <laughs> Indeed. Right, well, let's finish off talking about Swansea, mate. They... Um, they got off to a, a losing start themselves this weekend. Yeah. A two-one defeat at Blackburn. Excuse me, Blackburn. I hadn't seen the highlights of this until um, about an mm. hour ago. I did look up the stats and was like, and then went and looked at the stats on a different source. I was like, is this accurate? They lost the game two-one. Yeah. They had seventy-two percent possession. They got outshot twenty-one to seven. Blackburn created six big chances to their one and put up almost three and a half xg to their one. So. Swansea absolutely dominated the ball and got completely battered by Birmingham and excuse me by Blackburn and by yeah. the looks of things were pretty fortunate to only lose two one and actually having watched the highlights almost uh, equalised at the end. Um, yeah. Any any thoughts going into this one? Yeah, I think they're so similar to us at the moment. They're obviously a new manager trying to play a different way, playing it out from the back. Probably not in any way ready for the season if you know what I mean in that mm. sense you know they, they're, they're going to take a while to get going as well I think they're really really similar to us I think it's a I won't say a nice game because they've obviously got decent players but it's I, I, there's not many excuses I don't think to uh, if they outplay us in, in this one because they're in a very similar situation mm. in terms of their uh, evolution as, as we are mm. I think that's a that's a good way of putting it for sure I mean it, it sounds like uh <clears throat> Certainly, from watching the highlights, and uh, you mentioned not the top twenty podcast called this mm. out as well. Blackburn pressed them quite high, and yep. they gave up quite a lot of chances through that. So that's something to look for this weekend for us, because yeah. that's again that's supposed to be a hallmark of uh, Jukanovic's style of yeah. playing. Yeah. I didn't feel like we saw that against Birmingham because we they had the ball all the time. Uh, excuse me, we had the ball all the time. Yeah, so we... and I think because they, they scored at a really good time as well, I think... Um, I don't think we started that bad against Birmingham. I thought, first fact, we didn't create anything, but we, we were on the front foot more. Mm. I think once Birmingham got that goal, yeah, I think, you know, we, the onus was on us, obviously, to, to break them down, which we couldn't do. Could be a different game, this. You know, if we, I think if we get a first goal, obviously the onus is on them to come out. So, yeah, it should be an, a, an entertaining game, actually. Yeah, I'm interested to see what we do formation-wise. I think Swansea mm. do play a back. They certainly played a back three against um, Blackburn, and I think, yeah, well, well, I guess it'd be interesting to see if they stick with that. So if we go with a, a three up top like we did against Birmingham, or if we try something different, or maybe we end up going to a, a back three ourselves. I should say, actually, I felt a little bit for Basham last night in the call-out game. Yeah. He looked. Yeah. Uh, he looked like he needs a few more friendlies in his legs. With uh, with all respect, I think he, he started really poorly, and then he got he got to grips with things. I thought, and the, at the end of the first half, last fifteen minutes, and then he mm. yeah he went bad again in the second half. But again, he's another one playing a different role. He's not doing the overlapping or anything like that, is he? So that's true. Yeah, uh, and obviously, uh, he was babysitting two other centre halves last night yeah. a little bit, wasn't he? Um, it's, quite inter- nice. it's interesting though that we did change. You know, we went from four four two to three five two. You know, mm. I, I don't know how many tactics we played in the in the Birmingham game, and it's interesting because obviously we've been so used to this three five two thing. I'd like to say as well, by the people saying that these players can't play four four two. 
I, the professional footballers, I don't. I, I think it's such a poor excuse, really, to say. I mean, it's going to take time for him to get used to a system. I get that, but I, I, why can't John Egan play a four four two? He's a he's a professional footballer who's been he's nearly thirty. Yeah, I mean, he, he, I think he played four four two or in a back four, I should say, all his career until he signed with United. This is <laughs> you know, what, it, it was I the first time he played in a back three. Could not play four four two. I understand in the sense that we haven't got any wingers and stuff like that, but in terms of the defense. Right back, left back, two centre half should be able to play in a two. I think so at the championships level, certainly. Yeah. So that doesn't concern me. Um, just yeah, beef up that left side of the defence, please. Which hopefully we'll see some uh, transfer movement. Old uh, old Ronaldo Vieira's in um, in in what's the word I'm looking for here? Like not quarantine. Not, yeah, I guess it's quarantine. Yeah, yeah. I think. Um, uh, I think. He, I mean, from what I can gather, he's not fit anyway. So I, I know people are desperate for a signing, and I am as well because it is getting a bit ridiculous. <laughs> um, but I don't. I'm not too sort of concerned about him signing this minute because I think he'll be taking a couple of months or something to get to get fit again. But from what I've, what I've seen, yeah, fair enough. Um, but yeah, hopefully some movement on that one. It was nice to uh, just as a final thing. It was, it was. I quite enjoyed seeing Basham uh, in the warm up last night. It was sort of. He was like speaking sort of one to one to um, Laparta and, uh, and Gordon, and you know, mm. ba- basically just as part of the drills, he was like really like almost taking him to one side and giving him some advice. I, I assume, yeah. I don't know, I couldn't hear what you said. Maybe he was talking <laughs> about what he had for his tea or something instead. <laughs> um, and yeah, I know it's uh, I know Sanderberger was uh, in the building last night. I don't know if you did. He was. Uh... Sat yeah, apparently uh, Ramsdale there as well. Um, yeah. So yeah, I mean, obviously, loads of rumours going around at the moment. I do think we'll have to sell one of them. I, I really do. I think if we want to rebuild the team, um, which is what a lot of people are asking for, uh, mm. I do think we'll have to sell one of the the prize assets. It's really unusual for a team to go down for the Premier League and sell nobody. So did um, I don't feel like Norwich did right? Did Norwich sell Norwich oh, Lewis and Aaron's right? Uh, Godfrey. Godfrey, excuse me. Yeah, that's right. Uh, what about um, Watford last season? Watford sold Decore oh. and the other uh, Delafeo. Delafeo left as well. Yeah, that's right. And I suppose like, I everyone suppose... seems to sell. You know, these play. I, mean, I think they sold another one. Watford, I can't remember. As well, obviously, Bournemouth sold a few, like Ake, yeah, yeah. Ramsdale. You know, so it's really unusual for. I mean, you could argue Fulham haven't. I, far as I know, I don't think they've lost anyone big, but they lost seven loan players. So yeah, indeed. Uh, Swans. You're talking of losing players. Uh, Swansea did win last night in the cup. By the way, they played uh, Reading. Um, Grimes is mm. is supposed to be on his way, um, but it's there's no like there's no decision. I don't think there's a, de- a defined uh, destination for him yet. It just sounds like from yeah. what I'm reading comments by um, by their manager, it's Russell, Mar- Russell Martin. Right? Russell Martin, yeah, he's played yeah, for Norwich. Yeah. He's played for Norwich. Yeah, <laughs> look- yeah. Sorry, I do this all the time. It's like, yes, I'm really certain in what I'm saying. I'm just look at the stats of that game. They had 73% possession. Which game? The Reading one? Uh, the Reading game, yeah. Right. They obviously... Uh, yeah, well, there, there's the pattern, mate. It's going to be which side can have shed loads of the ball, basically, on Saturday, yeah. I think. Um, yeah. But yeah, so Grimes is one of their better players, I would say. But he has he yeah. has played the last two games, so he's still... Yeah. Yeah. It's not like um, what happened with Armstrong at Blackburn, where he was just out of the team immediately. So... Uh, yeah, it'd be interesting to see if he's still in the mix for Saturday or uh, if he's if he's on his bike. Um, obviously, yeah. it would be good for us if somebody wants to sign him. Although it sounds like Fulham are the team that are after him. So. Oh, great. Yeah, <laughs> yeah lose-lose for us there, yeah. really, isn't it? Yeah, um, yeah let's, let's hope for a, a slightly improved performance, mate, and some goals as well. We should have racked him up last night, I thought, in that first half. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. So I, I want to see some goyles from these blades and... Uh, Get that first league win, but at least we saw this, this a successful, uh, oh, sorry, the start of hopefully a successful run for uh, Jukanovic as Blades manager last yeah. night. Any? Yeah, uh, I watched his interview after. I don't know if you saw when they said, "What did you make of the performance?" And he just shrugged. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Next question. Uh, anything else to say, mate, about the uh, the, the the week in the Blades? And, and what no, I'm next? really already looking forward to the next home game. To be completely honest, mm. so I'm probably being way too um, lenient <laughs> than it maybe it would have been because I'm just excited to be back and excited to to get back to proper football. I just, my only sort of message, if you like, is let's just please try and be patient because I think it is going to take a while. And I think it's fairly difficult to start the next two, Swansea and West Brom. You know, both difficult games, playoff 
team last season, played a finalist last season, and then the team has come down. Mm. Let's not lose his head, so let's remember what happened when Wilder started. Yeah, I did say it was a difficult start. The first game mm. was, uh, could have gone either way. Swansea, mm. I know I, I, I picked them for relegation, but this might not be the, the best time to play them in that regard. Mm. And then, yeah, as you say, West Brom, likely to be pretty strong. I just want to see better progress. If we play better, but we lose 1-0, mm. not going to be happy with that cause it's all about winning, obviously. But if I can see some sort of progress, I think, yeah, I'll, I'll be holding my anger in. <laughs> Although I do have to say that we did say tell everyone last season not to worry after three games or whatever it was. So yeah. there is there's no evidence that we said that. That's you can't you can't prove you can't prove that. Yeah, <laughs> changed it. Like I said, we will go down. <laughs> We're just, uh, just heading over to SoundCloud right now to just delete yeah. that one. Uh, right, mate. Well, that'll do for this week. I think it's it's great. It's great to be talking about uh, United again. I know we. Um, you know, I know it's, it, it wasn't the the longest summer or anything like that, and we obviously had the Euros to fill it yeah. again. But it's, I don't know, it feels. Um, I, I'm just in an optimistic place this season, I think, because we don't know what's going to happen, and that's kind of exciting. Whereas last season, I felt like I'd just been hit in the face for two months that I, I knew exactly. I think exactly the difference for me happen. last, what I'd argue against last season is, like I said, I, th- I think we'll end this season very differently to how we started it. I think the worry last season, especially when O'Connell got injured, you knew that that were pretty much the team that had to carry us through. Yeah, and I don't think that's going to be the case this season. I, I, I know the, the signings are slow, and it is frustrating me as well. But I do think they'll come, and I do think it'll be a completely different outfit that we see, it, even by the end of the month. To be honest, aye. Well, that is the transfer deadline, isn't it? I think the uh, mm. end of August. So a few more weeks to go yet. Um, but yeah, let's uh, let's hope for if we are bringing new players that it happens fairly swiftly so that we can yeah. get them up to speed and in the team. Uh, plug the view from, mate, the, the double view from this week. Two classic view froms now. Uh, the Birmingham one were pretty good, fair play to them. Um, and Carlisle did last night, uh, yeah, and they weren't quite as uh, quite as happy, actually. But, um, yeah, so that you can check the out. Follow me on Panchero on Twitter or at roysviewfrom.com. Excellent stuff. Anything else to plug? Nothing at the moment, no, no. It's all, it's all about the football. I've redesigned my website, so there's a, there's a scrolling menu on it now, so... Oh, and uh, yeah. have you not added a new feature as well where you can Ooh, see yeah, but past a fantastic ones. new feature where if, if the team that we play, if you click top left, you can see all the view from from that team. So exciting times at Roy HQ. <laughs> and that is actually <laughs> being the nerd I am. I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna go and dive into that for sure. I'm just looking now. I can I can go and read a a loan update. Carlisle fans' views on Regan Slater from uh, exactly it's August twenty eighteen. You know, it's just endless joy on that website now. <laughs> yeah, the, uh, the the snippet that appears is Slater looks like some random bloke we've pulled off the street with zero <laughs> awareness and less than zero technical ability. So that's good. Sh- Get him in. I'm, <laughs> I'm sure he's come on leaps and bounds in those three years. <laughs> Great stuff, mate. Good to uh, good to be back talking about United. As I said, we will be back after the Swansea game, hopefully mm. um, with slightly uh, a slightly less um, time gap between mm. match and podcast. So fingers crossed for that. I- I'd ideally like to do them on the Monday after the match. Um, you know, work and uh, stuff permitting so uh yeah. we'll aim for that one but let's hope uh let's have the blades at the back of the net on saturday and get uh at least the first point of the season on the board and, uh, and off we go from there uh yeah. great stuff mate thank you as always for your time really appreciate it great to see you uh see you for some football in the flesh this week as well really Mind enjoyed it uh... yeah, really enjoyed saturday as a whole actually the whole day and everything it was just quite exciting um and i'm ready to, to do it again next week or whatever it is yeah we'll just next week so couple of weeks uh, no it's is it Saturday week I can't remember it's not this yes. Saturday Saturday after isn't it? yeah we yeah. play uh, West Brom's midweek isn't it yeah that's right yeah. 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 oh beautiful that's not too long that's only a week and a half yeah. get in I can I can make it through that lovely stuff mate and only an hour there as well not, not a two hour podcast although some people <laughs> seem to uh, enjoy the two hour podcast and, and to be fair so do I but uh Time is a factor today so <laughs> <laughs> on we go thank you mate I will talk to you in a bit thank you mate cheers that's all for this week. So big thank you to Andrew and a big thank you to Glistening Kicks, who are the sponsor of this podcast and a Sheffield-based business delivering high-end cleaning, restoration and weather treatment services for shoes, sneakers and trainers. It was very exciting to see them open their 
first ever shop a few weeks ago as well. Really amazing to see how quickly this business has, uh, has developed and built up. So let me tell you a little bit about Glistening Kicks and what they do. They can remove loose dirt and debris, give deep clean to laces, shoes and midsoles, also touch up any scuffs or imperfections. Plus, if you're looking for a full repaint due to damage or general wear and tear, they can take care of that for you as well. As well as their new Sheffield store, Glistening kicks off a local collection and return in the city and the surrounding areas, including Rotherham, Barnsley, Chesterfield and other locations in South Yorkshire and Derbyshire. They also do nationwide shipping via their safe, fast and reliable courier service, so you can be sure your footwear is in the best possible hands. Save yourself from spending on a brand new pair and give your existing kicks the treatment they deserve instead. Head to glisteningkicks.co.uk and book your service today. That is glisteningkicks.co.uk. You can also follow them on Instagram at glistening underscore kicks for a closer look at the great work they do in making shoes and trainers look their best. Thank you. 